Hello, I spent the last 30 days sports betting. How did it go? Well, let's find out. Welcome to Droolish. Let's begin. Welcome back to Droolish. This is episode 25. I am your host, Joey Montano. If you're unfamiliar with Droolish, Droolish is a podcast focused on, well, helping you go to sleep through just uh, listening to my voice and talking about many different subjects. Some of you might have listened to this podcast to listen to my NFL picks. Well, this episode is pretty much inspired by it. Before I go on, remember folks, this is a sleep and relaxation podcast. The goal is not to be too interesting, but I do like to talk about, well, whatever the heck I'd like to talk about. And if you guys want to listen, that's great. Uh, most of the time, people generally fall asleep to the sound of my voice, and as long as I keep looking at my downloads and stuff, you know, people keep listening, uh, even more so the last couple of weeks have just seemed to be doubling in downloads in all, overall, so uh, that's super awesome, like, like legitimately awesome. And if you've been a long-time listener, uh, which I'm pretty sure some of you have been, uh, you can definitely tell the the angle where I've been starting to, uh, I don't know, I, I want to say find my niche, per se. And the thing about that is, you know, I initially started to do the NFL sports betting as a way to uh, stay on topic. And and mainly it was just for the pickums. It wasn't even the sports betting. It started out as the pickums. And that's going to be next episode, and I'm definitely not going to give that up. Uh, that's my favorite. That's actually one of my favorite uh, types of episodes to talk about. But essentially, if you listened, I've slowly deteriorated back to uh, talking more about sports betting, sports gambling. And if you were to talk to me in real life, and I don't know if some of you, some of you actually uh, have talked to me prior and, and you don't really talk about the podcast, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty involved, especially in analytics and uh, being more of like an analyst type, uh, especially with my marketing and analytical background. <laughs> Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I also had a poker background as well. wasn't a big-time poker player. I was more of a low mid-stakes grinder, uh, fairly successful, but uh, the grind itself was very uh, taxing. So, uh, you know, I definitely know a lot of poker players who just kind of stopped because it was just too much, uh, regardless if they won or lost. It's generally, generally for some, they can handle it. Uh, for others, uh, you, know, you know, after a while when you lose the passion, it's not really, uh, not really about the happiness. That said... Uh, sports betting, kind of uh, stocks, and those, you know, like learning the charts and kind of uh, and figuring out more of like predictive analysis and all that stuff uh, has always been something that I really love. And because of that, uh, once I started to do the sports betting, or, or should I say the NFL pickums, uh, I started to get that itch back. And uh, you can definitely tell from the previous episodes, I'm starting to talk more and more about it. Uh, and I figure the best way for me to just stop talking about more of the sports betting and gambling all in itself is to just dedicate one episode. Uh, not just dedicating one episode to what, what we're talking about today, which is uh, me sports betting literally for the last 30, 30 or so days and talk about the results. Uh, this is certainly not for everyone, the, the, you know, this type of episode. Um, but I really love to do these experiments, uh, especially because... Uh, now that, you know, I'm not a dirty basement kid is what one of my favorite streamers, uh, Jake, Jason Somerville, AKA Jake Carver would talk about. Uh, but it's something that, 
is fairly low risk if you have the right mindset. And no, this is not one of those get-rich-quick schemes type types of things. It actually involves a lot of work, a lot of looking at numbers and trying to find positive situations, especially in sports betting. So let me take a couple steps back and just tell you more of, well, the initial interest. Uh, so how the, reason, the biggest reason why I, I did the 30 days of sports betting is, uh, one, is to figure out if I can actually do it uh, profitably. Uh, two, is to just to see how the process works and could this be something I could do full-time or even part-time. And three, it's just to see, uh, well, it's to see if I can actually turn what I had started with about $1,400 uh, into a pretty badass PC without actually, uh, you know, paying out of my own pocket. It sounds absurd. I get it. You know, what kind of person would sp would uh, put $1,400 in sports gambling uh, with, you know, without any indication of knowing it's going to be successful in hopes to buy a new PC out of it? Well, I'll tell you who. All right, this host, that I'm the guy. Okay, I I love doing this stuff. I definitely uh, definitely like like the gambling sweat portion, but I want to emphasize the point that compared to some of the poker I played in the past, or even some gambling like in casinos, I always try to find mathematical uh, plus EV situations. So a plus EV situation is usually it means it, it's a plus it's plus an expected value. Uh, a good example is, and I talk about this on the uh, pickums all the time, is saying if you want to flip a coin, and normally it's a 50-50, heads or tails. If someone says, hey, I'll bet you $1. If it's heads, it's yours. If you lose, you give me a dollar. You know, sometimes you might be up for it. However, uh, if, you, if they say, how about I'll give you $5 if it lands heads, and if it's tails, you give me $1. Are you going to take that coin bet, you know, or, or that bet? Of course you are, because five times out of six, in theory, you're going to be getting, you're going to be winning, you're going to be coming out ahead, and that one time you're going to lose a dollar. So you're, so that's a plus EV situation. Now going back to sports betting, uh, there are certain, certainly different types of sports betting models and and kind of styles. And the style that I primarily focused on is the more cold, calculated approach. And the interest never was, like, I always had the interest in it, but it really wasn't ignited until, one, the pickums, And two, I was just sitting down on a random Friday, uh, kind of just bored. Uh, I, I'm still, if you, if you can't tell, uh, the sound quality is still probably a little bit off, but I am recording on a pretty old laptop now, and I use a, I have to use an adapter to connect to a second monitor. Uh, my main PC is, down, is just dead. So... I was just bored. I didn't have any games to play, and, and I don't—I don't know. I just had an itch to to try something new, and I came across a couple of uh, posts on Reddit, and it was just—I I just simply typed in uh, uh, sports betting, and just browsed and found the Reddit sports book, and one poster in particular uh, was posting his results for a month, and. He, and his month, he was up, I think, like plus 40 units. And a unit is technically a, a percentage of someone's bankroll uh, when they sports bet or, or whatever uh, dominate, uh, denomination that they decide. So it got me thinking, 
Okay, this guy is up 40 units. How is he doing it? Like, like what's his style? And uh, the site, I think, was called, uh, like, something model analytics, uh, sports modeling. And uh, when I looked at the results in, in his history, he was just winning and winning and winning. And people kept always referring to him. And he did it for this month. Or for, you know, for the month of, I think, August. And uh, around the time when I found the, you know, the post, it was already, like, uh, mid, mid September. So I figure, okay, well, this guy seems to be winning. And I went on his website. He talked about, hey, like, he looks at all these metrics. Uh, he mainly bets baseball. And he focuses on a certain type of bet. So he would post all of his, like, uh, algorithms and uh, like the model results and then compare them and he, he talked about his own betting style so that got me pretty interested and I thought more about it and and it turns out there's been a lot of more automated software that does sports betting um, that tries to find these uh, disconnects between say what or I should say not the disconnects but the inefficiencies between the Vegas market and what's actually being bet, it, bet on and I can go deeper into like what they call sharps versus like it's like smart money versus dumb money, um, which is like the public. Um, so, so the whole idea in mind is that we want to find situations to where the public doesn't have a really good idea of what's really going on or what the matchups are. And a lot of these inefficiencies can just be based off of public perception, uh, could be the size of the market. You know, there there are a lot of these things, and what these what these algorithms and these um, models do is that. We create these simulations based off of the data that's prior, previously working, looking at their stats, not just rank, but then see how, uh, you know, how, um, say, it, let's say in baseball's case, uh, a better way to track, uh, say, hitting percentages, matchups, uh, without even, you know, without the guesswork. And yes, there is going to be guesswork involved. Not, you know, none of, the, none of this is foolproof, but. You, know, you go from say a 50/50 shot at winning some of these to say a 60/40, um, knowing knowing what you know. And in, uh, come to find out in the sports betting world, uh, definitely at least winning uh, around 53 or 54 uh, percent makes makes or breaks profitability. So I'm looking back at this guy who's doing algorithms, and a lot of these uh, smart people are doing other algorithms, and they're consistently winning between 60 and 65 percent of the time. And these aren't like these aren't like for sure bets you know it's like it's not like saying we're betting on the Patriots every week against terrible teams you know that's not the case it's more so hey we know this particular situation the Patriots are likely to score X amount of points people think they're going to be sleeping uh, or people think they're going to be shut out by a bad defense you know it, it's more of those types of conversations and these you know algorithm, algorithms of models uh, will tell you hey like here's the likelihood of this happening and I'm sure some of you have seen this too when you browse on ESPN and you're looking at some of the sports uh, throughout the game it'll give you a percentage of them winning like before and after uh, the key though is that not all models are the same and each model uh, depending, depending on who makes it is dependent on uh, you know what's actually put in the model so some people might look at you know, recent trends of winning versus individual performances and then throwing the simulations together uh, there are many different types of styles me, on the other hand, I prefer results. Uh, to continual, continual results, and I'm going to follow suit. So, I did that. I looked more about the website and figured, okay, for 25 bucks for the month, 
I'll just download this. And if I don't, if I don't like it after I do sports betting, then uh, I'll call it a day. You know, I'll, and I think they gave me a two-week trial too. So uh, it was pretty, it was pretty low risk. So when I looked, uh, I noticed in this guy's uh, algorithm and modeling, uh, his picks are, you know, are not bad, uh, but he keeps a database in all of his picks. So, um, so well, there were some inefficiencies in how we kept the data. I decided to create my own database based off of the results that he had, uh, starting out with the baseball season. And uh, come to find out, when I do, when I, <laughs> I had to learn a lot about. Uh, pivot tables and stuff too first, but uh, come to find out when I created my own database and started to turn this uh, data and numbers into insights, uh, I, I found out that uh, the guy was kind of tracking his, uh, he calls it threshold performance. Uh, he's been, uh, he, he, I don't know, it has not, been, it was never up to my like initial database standards of tracking like certain types of metrics. Uh, in some cases, uh, you know, depending on the value that's given out, uh, you can actually find, at least what I found, uh, you know, certain underdog, like certain lines and angles that would indicate underdogs could win versus his initial uh, goal of trying to find just the strong picks of the best value. And, uh, and for me, it started to get me thinking, one, okay, well, I have all this data, and two, maybe before I actually start doing sports betting, why don't I just take all of my uh, database numbers and just uh, just start creating my own fake sports bets, okay? Uh, which means I would, every day I would go up and look at the models and then I would just write down, I don't write down, but I would put it on a spreadsheet, hey, you know, the Cardinals that have to win the one, to win the line. And that's mainly just winning by more than one run. Okay, so uh, I would just do that and say, okay, well, I'll just pretend to place uh, a full unit today. Uh, and again, I'm not actually doing these bets. I did that for a good couple of weeks. And I actually have this master sheet here where, let's see, I called it September week tracking. Yeah. The first time I started doing the simulated bets, was around uh, late September. So I wasn't actually betting, it was around, uh, I have it dated here, the 9-23, so, so September 23 is when I started doing these bets. And I would tell myself, okay, I'm gonna place one unit down, and I'll take the money out of the equation, I just have to play this cold, calculated, like it's a long-term a long -term game. It's a long-term game that I know it needs to be profitable. Or not needs, but it, it should be profitable, like a high percentage of the time. And uh, when I did that, after the first week, uh, actually, after a few days, I should say, uh, between tennis and uh, baseball, I apparently won uh, 11 times and lost seven, which is about a 62%, uh, you know, win rate. What was mind-blowing is that I was up uh, 13 units, despite only having four more wins than losses. Okay, so let me let me repeat that. I've won four more times than lost, and went up thirteen and a half units. Which means, based on the guy's system, he was finding really good underdog picks that had great value, 
And despite potentially losing a lot more, uh, he knew that coming out ahead, uh, based off of these inefficiencies, uh, would be pretty profitable. So uh, that's that's what I started doing. Uh, you know, I did that for a week, and and in theory, if I were to bet uh, $50 a unit, I would have been up $673. Okay, and that, like I said, that seems pretty cool. And and even though it was a small sample size, at that point, I decided to say, okay, well, let's you know, let's create these bets as if they're real time. So uh, the next week. I did my, I did what I could to, uh, let's see here, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going through these shit spreadsheets, but I, I did what I could to simulate real-time betting, so that second week, the first week was just placing bets, like prior, like just putting in a spreadsheet, the second week, I created a Bovada account, and just mimicked, you know, the time of the day I would be placing my bets, how long it would normally place the bet, uh, and see if I can actually do it in real time. So I spent the next week doing that, and overall, uh, that second week I was 15 and 13, and I was only up three and a half units. Okay, so again, uh, not as good as that first week, but uh, still up at, up $150 or so. And luckily, I have a cousin who is actually pretty good with understanding uh, sports, especially with baseball. And he was telling me, uh, he was telling me, hey, just like avoid certain types of betting towards the end of the season. That regardless of algorithms, uh, they don't they don't really tell you the actual mindset of some of these teams. So some teams uh, were, you know, resting their starters because of the playoffs. Some teams just didn't give a crap about their lineup. Uh, it was pretty shenanigan-y. So that last week uh, kind of really screwed me up. And you know, I learned something from that. You know, all these are learning experiences. Uh, then came the actual. Uh, betting betting so when I started doing the betting uh, right away I realized and this is like right at the beginning of uh, October so this is pretty much all of October I realized okay I'm definitely could certainly be profitable and by that I mean okay time to put money in and here's the reason why uh, I put money on Bovada just first things first was one, uh, obviously the NFL season was underway and they were running a promotion where they would match 50% of my deposit. So uh, working out the math, I figured, okay, well, if I just put up $1,400 on a credit card, and yes, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it was one of those, uh, I have a credit card that is zero APR and zero um, multi-payments for 18 months. Okay, so, and this is money I technically could afford to lose, um, but... Knowing me, I have zero intent of losing it because I don't plan on putting a $1,400 bet right out of the gate. But the good news is, with the $1,400 bet, they matched half of it. So they gave me $700 free to test. So the way, I, the way I figured is, okay, because I still win about 53 to 60% of the time, at least starting out, uh, it was a good sign for me to be profitable or at least break even. Worst case, you know, I might be up a couple hundred dollars, um, but worst case, a couple down a couple hundred dollars, but I still get to walk away with that extra potentially $750 bonus uh, once that bonus clears. I figured that's dope. So I uh, put my money in, and then I started to continue my uh, simulation. Now, this is where things get interesting. 
Well, probably more interesting. It's because, uh, unlike most people, I could have used that $1,400 to actually buy a new PC, uh, upgrade this laptop, and, you know, go about my business. Uh, but the other part of me has always wanted to do more of the gambling slash, uh, let's just say risk management, because let's be honest, it's if you're able to consist consistently win, especially using algorithms, and you're able to continually beat uh, the public, and there has been absurd documentation of this being wildly successful. Like, it's, just, it's, it's absurd. So uh, it's just more to the degree of success. That, well... Uh, I can potentially just turn this $1,400 into something better. You know, if I could turn this into a, uh, if I'm able to double it, then which in my case would win about $700 more because I've had $1,400, they gave me 50%, which is $700. And then they would, if I were to win $1,700 or $700, no, it's like $700 more, uh, it'll be, it'll be cool. Of course, I still could definitely lose as well, but that's not, you know, uh, when it comes to this stuff, you can't always be worried about that losing part. You can't be worried about, like, that human emotion. Uh, plus, all these picks are, in theory, supposed to be plus EV situations. Okay, so now everything's, like, there's no, there's no such thing as a guaranteed win uh, in most of these. But generally, uh, you know, 9 times out of 10, or say uh, 90 times out of 100, you should be winning. And it's the same thing with poker, too. Uh, that's why they give you the percentages of each one. Uh, the only discrepancy, and probably some argument that I could definitely see, is that we, we don't have any defined percentage values in these algorithms, because anything could happen, but over uh, testing, machine learning, uh, definitely AI, and like predictive, predictive analysis, running simulations, uh, we certainly have a better idea and a better better win rate than the 50-50s. So, uh, that definitely got, like I said, my interest. And then, you know, I started to do the initial betting. Uh, when I did the initial betting, again, uh, the last week of the NBA or baseball season certainly got me. And, and it kind of got me thinking, too. It, it got me thinking of, okay, well, they, this uh, algorithm does college, college uh, football, too. And that first week, I mentioned it wasn't too hot. Uh, it, it turns out most of my baseball picks were losing. I was down about I think 300 or 400 dollars like just doing that uh and just so you know uh even though i had i think about two thousand dollars i would vary my bets because a unit in my case uh it would be either uh, actually I, I assume each unit is fifty dollars so you know i was i lost i think six times more than i won to start out and considering the last couple of weeks how in not even just simulation but even like a real-time betting like it seemed like it was going to go well um, apparently I ran into like the regression or, or downslope. So, uh, and, and that happens. Sometimes you you run into downstreaks. And, uh, when, when I started in early October, uh, even though I was losing a little bit, uh, it got me thinking, you know, well, Joey, I can only make say three or four of these picks a day. And I'm certainly confident that the model picks will start turning around in the right direction. Why don't I just test out uh, or start, uh, they call it in the, in, in the industry, uh, tailing, which means you, you follow a bet. Um, why don't I start tailing some of the more uh, professionals that are on Twitter, that are on social media, and just go from there. So that's, that's what I did. 
some of you people might have heard of like the ghost picks, and I, I don't mind talking about these guys because uh, I know they're all these people are all professionals. Everyone has their own opinion on these things, um, but I'm only just telling you guys based off of what I've learned. So I've tested uh, these ghost picks guys. They have their own YouTube channels, and I would just listen to their free plays day in and day out. They would always <laughs> they would always say, "Hey, you got to buy our packages. You know, when you buy our packages, you're going to get the premium picks." You're going to get the best of the best. Now, part of me also thinks, too, well, you know, if you want to show people you're good, why don't you just give at least one good free pick, you know, and the, for me to win a couple times, and then I could buy a package based off of your, you know, your, your uh, thoughts. For me, that's the logical thought, but, but these guys don't really do that. Uh, it's fine. You know, everyone has their own way. I followed all these, and uh, it turns out uh, one of them was actually does pretty well when his free picks. I think he goes by the name of Derek Dimes. Which for me, it's pretty awesome. It's like, hey, everyone apparently has like their, their own gimmick or angle. Uh, which is just nonsensical in itself. But I, I moved from Vegas. I, I, even though I'm from technically West Michigan, my adult life, I am from Vegas. Like, I'm still a Vegas local, like, in, in my heart. Like, I've lived there for almost a decade. And, uh, you know, I, I love that place. So, uh, you know, I don't know. There's generally not much judgment there. Despite there's a lack of community, it's just, you know, you are who you are. Just be whoever and everyone just rolls with it you know it's fun um so i, I get it i love the i love the gimmicks and stuff so uh because of that uh, i started tracking all these bets and i noticed okay uh these guys might win a little bit often i i, I won a little bit i can win some money back and uh then i ran into twitter and i noticed like i said all these people that are just offering stuff for free, like their picks for free. Um, and a lot of these people actually track their bets. I go on Reddit, and I, you know, bet when I initially got the interest in sports betting, and a lot of people are still posting their picks. And as a matter of fact, they have, like, a free, like, post of the day, like, pick of the day, where people have, like, try to show off their best pick and try to provide value. And that also got me thinking, okay, so if I'm just placing, say, like, four or five bets a day, and there's not a lot of action... Uh, it's going to take a while for me to clear to clear my bonus okay, on, on Bovada. And two, uh, I think I can expedite uh, most of my picks because there's going to be a lot of people who have their own uh, knowledge and their own specialties. So I figured, okay, why not? Why don't I just take all out of these picks and just track the results over time? So I did that. You know, I would bet super small, like $10, $20 for these smaller picks and just to see if they would actually win and see, you know, it, it are, is the model for, let's say, winning better than these random people online. Uh, it turns out uh, a lot of the people that you listen to on Reddit, especially if they start winning a lot and they track, uh, they're pretty profitable and they win about the same rate as the model, as it turns out when everything was said and done. Uh, you know, these people would win between 60, like 50% to like 80% of the time, especially when they just know what's going on and when they're honed in. And it blew my mind. It just, I just thought, okay, well, these people are literally giving picks that win the majority of the time. And a lot of, and some of these people are terrible too with their picks. So you definitely have to do your due diligence. And that's the key. Like, I really don't try to blindly follow people, but I do, I don't mind blindly follow, following people that, that are consistently that are consistent winners, especially in the more recent run, because uh, I know some of these people don't actually bet 
using algorithms. And a lot of people just bet based off of knowing the matchup, watching, watching a sport like super well, uh, understanding the coaching, the game plans, uh, the stuff that you really can't tell in an algorithm. But it's just finding those little pockets of like knowledge. And if, if they're able to offer like proper reasoning, then I can go back and say, and then I can verify uh, either on like say Odd Shark or look online and do my own research. But generally, those are good indicators of saying, okay, these people might know what they're talking about. Not just the winning book, plus, uh, you know, me double-checking some of the logic. And the, and the discussion behind it. So, I started doing that, uh, especially around, like, the mid-first week of October. And it, it's uh, been certainly interesting since then. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry for the delay, guys. I know... This sounds super intriguing, but, uh, or maybe not. I don't know. I feel like I'm going off topic. And I actually have this thing written down, too, of, like, certain talking points. Um, but, uh, I mean, outside of the early struggles from that very first week, uh, the moment I decided to start taking picks from other people, I would say, like, crowdsourcing. And uh, this is, these are all free picks, okay? I want to make that clear. If you're a sports better and you see me posting picks or looking at picks, uh, all these picks are generally free. Uh, and and uh, because of that, uh, you know, I, I don't feel super guilty. And I also don't, like, chastise if I lose either because that doesn't make any sense. They give you information for free. It's up for me to decide, okay? So, uh, but, but I started keeping track of all my bets, uh, starting from, like, all of it so, since my initial gambling bet as of the very first one. 9.30, it was a one-off, but 10.2 was the very first time I, you know, started to uh, hone in on my betting. And I noticed throughout this time, every single day, I would continue to win. Uh, some of the model picks, especially for football, would hit more frequently. Uh, depending on who I'm following on, say, like a sport or on Reddit or on Twitter, uh, some of these people would go on good runs. I would win a couple early on. And, you know, the dual, to say a long story short, sounds cliche, but, uh, but I can probably say I've lost, let's see, no, 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 I've lost about $400 or $500 worth of human error mistakes. Now, I'm going to spin that because despite those four or $500 of mistakes of me just either misclicking, misreading, uh, being a little bit, uh, anxious and certain bets uh, even just playing some random blackjack too, okay? Despite that, I went from, and this is as of now, from that $1,400 initial deposit um, plus those 700 bonus, as long as it's cleared, I'm counting that. Went to that to, at the moment, uh, I think $3,700. Okay, so uh, at least from the fourteen dollars to $3,700, that's more than $2,300 earned. I won't say earned, but like one. Strictly through the sports betting. Like over time. And these bets, I've actually over time actually made them smaller. I used to do $50 a bet when I felt confident in the model, and I've lowered it down despite having a higher bankroll. So I went from $1,400 to $3,700 even after like making like I'd say five hundred dollars in stupid human mistakes, and sometimes that could be I did an over as opposed to an under, and most of these mistakes were very early on in the first week, uh, especially in 
in uh, October. And that initial tester week two, before the end of September, uh, when the teams are benching and changing their lineups for the playoffs, I lost another couple hundred dollars because all of my bets were invalid. They, the data was not reflective off of the real life situation. So upon learning these mistakes, week over week, I've always tried to do my do a better job of doing due diligence, double checking, stop you know limiting my errors, and over time, you know, some days I might win five times and lose three. That's still, you know, I bet 40 or $50, that's between 80 and $100 one. Of course, when I tail a lot of people online because I don't have much model action, it leads to more action. And throughout the month, and this is strictly through the month of October through sports betting, okay? I can say that I have been up through the model picks, I think around... No, let's just stay from now, from the time. No, I, I said 30 days, so it's definitely gonna be the month of October. So I'm gonna keep that. So let me change my filters here. Uh, yes, I keep everything on the spreadsheets because that's the only way for me to verify that I know what I'm talking about is to track it. So there we go. Is that updated? Cool. So after tracking for 30 days. I looked at my own picks, and my own picks here, I labeled a model picks. I am up 18.6 units. Yes, 18.6 units, which if I did $50 of that, that would be about 900, uh, yeah, almost $900, like $925 or $950, something like that. Or, yeah, like $930, yeah, $930. $930 just on the model picks alone. Okay, just strictly through, uh, let's see here, source date. I have all the sources, yep. Wins, I have all of it. Yep, yep yeah, I'm double checking. So yeah, up 18.6 units, uh, $930 strictly through listening to the model picks and looking through and looking into the database of the model and seeing what particular angles uh, perform the best. So some might say, okay, like, uh, you know, if I if I find a high value pick, which might for 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 this stuff, it's usually like a value of like three or four or five, which means you're getting like a three percent edge or four percent edge. By just doing that, and then finding those little pockets of like underperformers, and then actually changing the bets over that, which is something that I don't think most people are going to recommend. But since uh, I like to try different things and see how it goes, you know, it's no different than looking through like killersports.com and looking through the databases of the same angles in my opinion but um, up 18 and a half units in in the month of October $900 okay but then listening to all the other types of bets and other people uh, that also gave me another 15 units gain okay so overall I'm plus 33 units again that's up $1,700 just in sports betting, just positive smart plays, uh, making smaller bets. And again, these these people that I'm following, uh, and I, I track every single, every time I follow someone, I track like their name. So like, uh, some of them are consistent losers, so I avoid them now. But others that aren't, uh, you know, I tend to stick with them because they've proven to win over long term. And some of these people don't actually track their own betting. So I, if I want to actually track them, I can actually track. Okay, here are the sports that they're good at. Here's the types of bets that they're good at. 
and then I go from there. Okay, a lot of these people, a lot of these people who sports bet don't really understand their specialties, and they just like to bet, um, or they think they know better, and they actually might do in some instances, but they just like to have the action, and then they'll just bet anything that they post on Twitter. Okay, so it's always good to double check that. So what I did on top of that is I took it another level. Uh, around early October, I actually created a Twitter account. Um, that does find at least some of the model picks that I like. Uh, they're not directly re in relation to the model picks that are shown. Okay, remember that too, because I don't like just copying. Uh, I don't like paying for a software and saying, "Oh, these these picks are going to work," and then post it on Twitter. That's like one. That's not cool. Okay. Um, two. Uh, you can't always trust the the algorithm and system either. Like there has to be due diligence involved. So. Uh, the combination of just using those as like a main indicator and then looking at uh, particular lines that no one else is really going through, saying like, okay, well, certain lines say, this, like I said, this home team can win X amount of times. Like that's where the value comes in. So uh, they pretty much provide the data and it's up for me to interpret it and actually do it the right way. And I started posting that. And, that, and because of that, I've actually gotten almost like 80 followers right out of the gate, which is pretty cool. Uh, but I've been posting those picks on Twitter. Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it, to be honest. Uh, it does take some time, but uh, this is, like I said, more of an experiment to see, okay, well, if I just start posting these things on Twitter and I start winning, will people actually start following me? And, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, for me, like I said, it's pretty cool. Uh, in the same vein, like, I'm able to actually collab and talk with other people who are professional sports bettors that, that know, like, where they're betting. Like, I only bet on Bovada, and I'm not going to lie. Like, Bovada is pretty nice to use, but apparently their lines are, like, terrible. Like, and, like, an example is if I were to bet an NFL game, let's just say the San Francisco 49ers versus, versus Seattle. If I were to bet against the spread, or say, like, oh, you know, San Francisco's going to win by seven more, if I were to pick that, uh, my line would technically be, like, minus 115. That means for every $115 I bet, or say a dollar fifteen, I bet I get a dollar back. Okay, that's fine. But if I went to a different sports book, say like Bet AG or something Bet Online for five dimes, I can make the same bet and it might be minus one hundred five, which means for every hundred and five dollars I bet I get a hundred back. So that means I would technically be technically be risking less to get the same amount. Okay, so I'm more or less you know staying in Mabada easily cost me between 5 and 10% of like what I could be earning. So, uh, so like I said, keep that in mind when it comes to sports betting. And these, these professional sports bettors are always on different sports books trying to find the best odds. Like they are trying to find every single edge out there. And I'm not at that level. Okay, like I mentioned this earlier, I just wanted to do sports betting for 30 days and see how that goes. And uh, like I said, I'm up. And even the last few days and everything else, I continue to win. Okay, so, uh, you know, my ability to find you know, good picks, good lines, uh, and it takes time. I, you know, I put everything into a spreadsheet. Everything, all the results are in spreadsheets. I use pivot tables to see, you know, which sports are performing, which types of values work, uh, and look at their overall, like, profitability. And I'm not going to lie, like, like I said, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to be doing that. Uh, and generally, I've come up with a few different rules over this time based off of the mistakes that I've, I've done. So, 
Uh, I'll I'll tell you some of these rules. Rule number one. Oh, I gotta find it first. <laughs> uh, rule number one. Limit my betting on the phone. Okay. So I don't mind. I do live bets once in a while, and that's actually depending on that. Uh, that might, that's part of another rule. But I do some live betting. But when it comes to betting uh, based off of like picks I've made or looking through a model and then picking. Uh, the whole art and process of actually documenting the bets beforehand and kind of like looking at, like say, like a $10 bill in, before placing the bets um, does keep me in check and it does keep me honed in on like figuring out am I doing the best to figure out are these picks legit, or at least with the model picks, and if not, why? Okay. Compare that to doing to a phone, where if I look at a model pick and I just assume, oh yeah, I think it's going to work, just based off of the number. Uh, that's where I've noticed I've been losing a lot. Not to mention some of the phone bets, I, I might fat finger something, so as opposed to picking one team, I might pick another. Okay? Uh, that is something to, you know, that's something that would cost me, so, you know, that's the biggest reason why I try to avoid phone betting. Uh, and then, I said, okay, this is the note I have. Lost tracking due to extra bets and lines done on the phone. Avoid that in the future unless it's pre-chosen on the PC. So yes, I do all of my stuff on the PC, or a vast majority of my predetermined picks on the PC. Uh, that's because it takes time and effort, and actually, it, uh, I can actually talk and like verify everything makes sense. That everything makes sense. As for some of the other rules I've written, let's see if I can find them here. Uh, I have. Let's see. For example, some of the games I bet, uh, say for example, it's like smaller teams that are dominating in the NCAA, I wrote this rule, always beware of like the high, high spreads, because a lot of these teams don't like, a lot of these teams put their foot off the pedal, and, and the whole idea of like garbage time touchdowns is a total, is a real thing. So if I'm thinking like, a team's gonna win by like 20 points, they can be up by 30, and that's right, but then it turns out the last two possessions, they just didn't give a crap because they knew they won, and the other team just gets two touchdowns. And there, I, I lose a bet, despite the fact that it was a good pick. Okay, so, um, that, yeah, that's a big thing. And then I have this rule. No live betting, unless if it's a likely, quote-unquote, same old story game. So I already ran, ran into this twice, and I've won twice with this, and one was... Uh, with, I think it was the Raiders and Bears, uh, their comeback victory, and the one for that was the week prior, which is the Kansas City versus, versus the Detroit Lions. And you guys know how much I love the Lions. Like, I like I love the Lions. Um, but uh, when it looked like Detroit was ahead, uh, I knew when it was like fourth and eight that that regardless of what's going to happen, I just, get, it, it, I just knew that Kansas City was going to come back. Uh, that's just in the DNA, like I've seen it so many times, I've seen it not happen. I've seen it not happen so few times. And the fact that uh, at the time Bovada was offering, I think like plus 250 odds, which means, yeah, even though Detroit was ahead, like I knew Kansas City was gonna win, and if I put, say like 50 bucks on that, I would've gotten like 150 or $175 back, knowing ahead of time. But I missed that pick. So that's why I added the whole same old story clause. Generally, there's if you watch a live game, you can definitely get a feel for the momentum and how things are going to turn around. Uh, and if you do pay attention to that stuff, there's great value in live betting. 
but that it happens so few times. So that's why I have to limit it to very specific stories versus very specific teams that perform very similar similarly compared to historical past. Okay, so um, that's another thing. And then the NFL, I have I wrote this stick to gut instinct on favorites. I say that because the model is terrible with the NFL. Uh, people do say, or at least the model does say, like it's a winner long term. But uh, that implies you're betting each game, and it's and most of the games that you win aren't the ones you would expect. So I don't think it's a good model for long term viability, uh, considering that I, you, if you listen to my pickums, uh, okay, minus this week, okay, you got me this week, but uh, minus the pickums, uh, my my ability to pick good NFL games and lines is way way better than a model okay so that's and i track this so that's how i do and then the last rule i have i mentioned this too is like don't bet on the phone unless the pick was made on pc beforehand which means i already documented the bet i just need to actually place it and that's what i mean by that and not actually get the data on the phone and then bet it it's actually predetermined on, on pc so those are the rules i have currently uh, yeah, and generally my day-to-day -day and how I do this is that around 11 a.m. most days, and probably after this episode too, I, I, since I'm recording in the morning, I will uh, look at some of the models. I'm spending more time looking in other databases too. I cannot stick with a single model. I need to I need to improve uh, because I just can't because I don't know. I just need to get better at all this stuff. Despite the fact that I'll tell you my overall percentage in. October here, so give me one second. And no, I'm not really gonna edit it, I just don't feel like editing. So my win rate for the model so far. And I'm gonna change this up to source bet type. The bet type, and I'm gonna change it to sport. So right now I've won in the month of September. I have a 60% win rate in hockey, a 59% win rate in football, and NCAA football, a 75% win rate in tennis, and a 63% win rate in basketball. The only sad news bears, I guess, is the NFL, where I only win 44% of the time. Okay, so again, even though the, even though these are smaller numbers, uh, actually, I take the back. There's um, I know they are smaller numbers, but I've made about 150 bets in the month of October, just using the model, and that's what came out of it. Uh, with an overall, overall win rate of 58.5%. So, uh, again, I still cannot win them all, um, but the fact that the average win rate for some of these people is 53%, uh, to be profitable for if you're a professional better, and just following the model itself is a 58.5%, means I'm doing pretty solid. I'm still not as good as those professional handicappers that still get around 60 to 63%. Uh, 65% is like absurdly good. Uh, and again, I want to stress this, stress this out. Winning 60 65% of the time is is pretty easy if you always bet on favorites. Um, but we are talking about maximum value picks. Okay, so picks that will be long-term profitable. Uh, not picks that if you lose once, you lose like five units. You know, and you've seen some of those. Uh, you might have seen some of those, I should say. If someone is like a is like a minus uh, like 1,200, it means you have to bet 1,200 to win 100. 
you lose that, you lose twelve hundred dollars or twelve bucks, depending. You know, compared to you know betting small and having one of these value picks, you'd have to lose twelve times in a row at one unit. Um, and that so rarely happens, especially when these um, machine learning, sorry, these machine learning algorithms and simulations already give you like a an edge of winning like fifty five percent of the time. Okay, so I can even work out the math here. Like the astronomical, how astronomically low uh, losing, like 12 times in a row, like assuming, assuming uh, you get a 55% win rate. Alright, so you do that times one, losing two, wait, it would be like a 0.55. Look at this, okay. 0.55 times that by two. Sorry. I think it's 0.55 times 0.55. There it is. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So I did this 12 times. If I lost 12 times in a row using these algorithms over and over again, the chances of that happening would be 0 times this by 100. It'd be 0.08% chance. Okay, it is possible for me to lose 12 times in a row. Making these bets. Okay, it's always it's always gonna be a non-zero. I would rather be doing that than placing one to like twelve hundred dollar bet to win a hundred dollars. Okay, so and that twelve hundred dollar bet only means you're only gonna win. Uh, I think like ninety five percent of the time. Okay, so again, I'm taking and I'm taking something that says I have a 5% chance, in theory, to lose my $1,200 versus a 0.076 chance, which is almost like 1 90th of the risk, or something like that, some, some absurd number. So this is like hedging at its, at its finest. Okay, and I'm not saying this to convince you guys, I'm not even saying this to convince myself. I'm just speaking in mathematical terms, and this is how uh, generally sports betting, and even just say, could be a Bitcoin or any type of investing is, is that you need to diversify, you need to find at least the gaps. In, in this case, there, there, there are gaps of profitability. Yeah, and that's it, guys. I mean, I, I don't know what else I really wanted to talk about specifically. I really just wanted to run down this whole week-by-week week thing, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll give a synopsis here, because I know I'm super long-winded, and maybe I don't even know if I can explain this, but bullet points, guys. I'll wait, I'll wait until there's a specific second here. Two, three, four, here it is. The synopsis, I gambled for 30 days, sports gambled for 30 days using small bets with model algorithms that give me a high, higher percentage chance of winning these bets that give me long-term profitability versus just randomly betting uh, and listening to other people. However, Listening to people who have also documented it, who also use their own analytics and modeling, I've been able to go absurdly, play absurdly well, not play, but like that absurdly well in October, going from $1,400 to $3,700. Okay. Uh, technically, since the month of October, it's up 33, so it's $3,500, I should say. It's not completely updated, but going from $1,400 to $3,500 as of the end of October. Uh, when I say $3,700, I'm still talking about what's going on this week. I should not be doing that. Uh, but, again, even after 30 days, I still continue to be profitable, and I'm going to knock on wood, um, you know, and continue that, that 
that my luck and these algorithms continue to play out the way they're supposed to. And I'm continuing to win edges. And it seems like it's going to keep going that way. And yes, there are going to be days where I do lose some a lot more than others, but there are also going to be days where I win more. Uh, but, the win but the wins have been more frequent. The losses have been usually been minimal day to day. A good example of that was yesterday, uh, where I think I lost four hockey picks and one one, but all of my college basketball picks using the model and figuring out what might make sense uh, did win. So you know, it was more um, it was more of a break even day. Uh, but since I trust my hockey model picks more than the college basketball, especially the opening day, you know, I ended up being down two units. Uh, and at this point, being down two units on a very hectic day of betting probably 15, 20 times uh, is not bad at all. It's, you know, it's not bad, uh, considering that's what I call a bad day. And that's two units. So, uh, you know, if you have a smaller bank of like $1,000 and your unit's $10, you'd be down $20. Just kind of think about it that way. Uh, compare that to the days where I'm up eight units or six units. Okay, so I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy the give and take of this. Um, but I'll be honest with you, I'm uh, still losing does suck, especially when it comes to trusting a model and ha and having it work. A lot of times, you almost kind of um, expect to win way more frequently than not. And uh, it's not just you know like an, an expect expectation, but I almost expect like I win 100% of the time, even though that's not the case. So certain days when you don't win as much, it does it, it does sting. <laughs> uh, but I think those are good conversation to have. Is when I say I don't win as much compared to losing big. So again, aside from my early mistakes of kind of just not listening to uh, my cousin when it comes to the end of season lineups, and uh, just either getting overzealous in certain picks or or just trying to find weird lines or weird values out of the out of the model picks that have been given me it's uh, it's been very profitable overall uh, if you I, I don't know if this model thing is going to be work, working for everyone because I am looking for um, I am looking for a couple different models to use outside of the one I'm mainly using the sports model one for different sports but uh, for now, I'm going to continue to do this, uh, and the good news is, like I said, I turned the $1,400 to $3,500, which more than pays for a new PC. So, before I let you guys go, this is a perfect transition. Thank you uh, for listening, I want to say that, and uh, because of this, uh, the extra profit that I made, I'm going to be able to cash it out, and I can upgrade a PC, like a bonafide desktop PC that has... Uh, software that I can probably upgrade my microphone. Uh, definitely can increase my speed time of processing uh, video and sound too, uh, which means I'll have more capabilities to actually uh, improve my video quality. So if you don't follow me on YouTube, that's fine because I only have like 20 listens. But I uh, definitely want to turn Jewelish into a, a bigger, better experience. Uh, not just talking about this stuff, and I know this stuff is kind of random, and I don't know if you guys even like or enjoy this. Um, chances are you should be sleeping. But but I want to continue to make this podcast better. And I'm going to keep doing that little by little. And if you notice, the podcast has changed a little bit, just not too much lately in the past couple weeks. Uh, that's mainly because 
uh, well, I should say a couple months, that's mainly because I'm stuck on this laptop and, uh, and doing anything more to improve the podcast actually requires a better PC or more time to like render or more time for, or software that I don't plan on using. So learning that it's going to be kind of a waste. Uh, I'd rather just post my episodes uh, fast, especially in the video ones, and then move on and go from there. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I hope I hope you do. And uh, hopefully I wasn't too rambly. I take that back. I, hopefully I was too rambly because uh, I know I'm over the place with this stuff uh, when it comes to talking about non-football stuff. But but this this gambling stuff really does interest me. And. You know, if you've already been listening to my football picks, uh, this might bring an interest to you. But always do your due diligence, guys, and pick responsibly. Uh, and don't even listen to my picks, honestly. Like, I, I do win, and I do post them on Twitter. But I post them just to show just to show Twitter, here's my picks. I, and, you know, the best of luck if you want a tail. That's all I can say. I offer them for free. You know, you might use me as an indicator of, hey, it might work. Uh, for your own research. Uh, that's what I use for the other uh, people on Twitter as well. And on Reddit. Uh, sometimes when I make a pick, it's fine. Sometimes if I'm on edge of a pick and I'm not confident, you know, I'm just going to ignore that as a model pick and then see what other people are talking about and then give them credit because they're the ones that are willing to make that bet and take that risk. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll retweet and see if, you know, get more, get more visibility on, on the lines that I like, but I'm just too candy or, or, or the model isn't confident enough. Um, but but generally, I'd like to follow the same people that win frequently. Uh, and considering that they still like some of my picks and stuff too, it kind of means I think we're on the same line of, of the mindset of like the algorithms that we use, despite how some results could be a little bit different, uh, give and take. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you guys keep rocking. Uh, I'm definitely going to keep changing this up uh, week over week. Uh, football picks are still going to be legit. Uh, as in legit made, not legit good. And uh, just so you know, uh, I might mention this next episode too, but I will mention it next episode, but I'll mention it here because I don't know if you guys are asleep, but if you're sleeping, listen to this voice. I'm, I'm slowly going to be changing the schedule of Jewelish episodes. Uh, I definitely like I definitely like recording all my episodes on Wednesdays. Uh, I like to put everything, let's focus one day, get everything done. Uh, but releasing this episode on a Wednesday and then a football episode Thursday, I don't think is really consistent. Especially not just for the downloads I look at it, but it's more so like consistent for you. Uh, because I don't think I give the the Wednesday episode its visibility, like enough visibility uh, compared to like the football one, which is Thursday. Because the Thursday one, I think most people just download the latest episode if they find Droolish. So, so it doesn't give the previous episode a chance. So now I'm, tr I'm going to re be recording three episodes a day. Or sorry, three episodes every Wednesday. Two episodes are going to be primarily stuff that I want to talk about. And then the third one is obviously going to be the NFL. And then I'll be releasing uh, uh, additional schedules. Sorry, I'll be, I'll be redo I can't even speak. I will be releasing an, uh, an episode probably Monday, and then my football one will be released Wednesday. Now, the reason why I say three episodes is because I want to start having a backlog of things that I want to discuss, and if I'm dedicating a full day, I believe I can get three episodes done and edited uh, and ready. So if I were to go on vacation or be gone or something like that, 
I have the flexibility of of just posting it online at its own rate in a schedule ahead of time. And if I'm going to be gone for an extended period of time, then I don't have to worry about catching up and keep you guys entertained or semi-entertained or keep you guys sleeping. Also, I'm going to be having a lot of different episode types. If you haven't figured it out by now, I try to do something completely different almost every single week. Um, but uh, that's kind of the fun and struggle of, of Drewlish is finding something new. Um, but this, in the same vein, I also like to talk about similar things week over week um, for a level of, for a sense of consistency. So, uh, as much as I love doing the NFL sports betting, I know the NFL season is going to be done in about a couple of months, and I'm looking for a couple of maybe potentially weekly episode types that can still stick to a uh, not so much a schedule, but stick to a, an overall theme. So hopefully uh, that makes sense. And feel free if you have any input or questions, uh, send me an email, droolishpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash droolishpodcast. And I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Just type in droolish. Or just type in droolish in Google and it'll, it'll all pop up. Okay, I'm not going to spam you for 10 minutes promoting myself. You're already listening. Or not. You're just sleeping. <sighs> Thanks again for listening, guys. And uh, you guys take care. Like, I mean that. I just am flummoxed. Just completely like surprised that I'm continuing to get more support and downloads. Um, I say support and downloads, but it's all it's the same thing. Yeah. But there's interest, and that keep that keeps me you know going. So you guys take care, and uh, that responsibly. Seriously, don't don't yolo. That's not good. Take care and dream easy. <laughs>